welcome to This Game Where, the fourth best retro gaming podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley? The f- the fourth... Oh, right. There no, we go. It. The penny dropped. Uh, yeah, but that's not a good way to introduce our podcast, is it? It's a callback. Oh, uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully this isn't your first episode that you've listened to. We are the fourth best. And, you know, fourth best. Who's Who's been polled for that? So, you know? Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty shitty if we were the, fir- the fourth best and we only polled you and I. Yeah, yeah, that would be and pretty still bad. still ranked us the fourth best. For, for anyone that is cringing or sad about what Chris just said, just like I am, he's referring to Savage Planet, Journey to the Savage Planet. Episode 39. Uh, yeah. Oh, I feel sad now. I already well, felt sad, to be honest, so... That wasn't my intention. I thought you quite liked that, but uh, it seems to have gone the way of every no, single... No, why would I like that? That is, that is the worst marketing for our <laughs> podcast in the world ever. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're the fourth best. The fourth best podcast. Maybe go out and find one of the other three. Better than the fifth best. Got to look it that way. Glass half empty. Mm. Or, is it, or is it glass half full? I can't remember. Well, there's the problem. Uh, <laughs> let, let's move on. How are you? Dead inside. How are you? Are you really? No, not at all. I'm just, oh. just trying to mix it up a bit. I thought you'd joined the club. <laughs> what are you feeling dead oh, inside? Well. Always. Right. Well, this is a really good way to go into this episode, isn't it? Episode 40. Yeah. Episode 40 or 42, depending on how you count. But we mm. don't count our Christmas episodes as main episodes. No, so. we don't. So we've gone for the tradition established in episode 10, skipped for episode 20, and then re-established for episode 30, where we play a game that neither of us have played before, and arguably a classic game. Yeah, and we've chosen a big one for episode 40, but one that I am not, honestly, to be quite frank, looking forward to. <laughs> Is that why you're a bit sad? So, mm, yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, that's why I'm a bit sad. Right, okay. So we've gone for Doom. Yeah, so the reason that we've gone for Doom is because we acknowledge its place in gaming history or gaming royalty or what, however you want to term it. According you know, it's, to... It's a big game. According to IGN, it's the 44th best game ever, so... Yeah, exactly. I wonder... I mean, 43 better How ones, they weight but... that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there are three better podcasts than ours. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's always someone doing it better, isn't there? Got to take the rough with the smooth. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they quantify that. I wonder how they judged that to get to, the, to Doom being the 44th best. They'd have come with a list, wouldn't they? There'd be 10 editors who each thought of 10 games, and then they just arbitrarily ranked them from 1 to 100. There you go, dropped them. Yeah. So Doom's important. Let's not. Doom is important in terms of the grand scheme of the industry. Yeah, it was a. It's an early, not the first, but an early first-person shooter, and it set both the bar and the template, the blue, the blueprint for what came afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that we're talking about it today, isn't it? Yeah, we've not done any FPS games, so it's that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. So this is our first first-person shooter, and it seems like a good place to start. Whether it's going to be our preferred first-person shooter, I can certainly think of. So neither of us played this. That's the other thing. No, not at all. And there are first person shooters on my list that we're going to talk about down the line are there any on yours uh there's first person games i guess during the savage planet last week was a first person but not a first person shooter well i wouldn't call that a first person shooter yeah no um, so there are even though it has a gun there are first person adventure games on my list but not first person mm. shooters so no fps's whatsoever no it's a genre i 
sometimes enjoy when I play them, but I've never actually owned an FPS, I don't think. It's always been something I played around a friend's house. What about you? Yeah, I've owned first-person shooters. There are there are a couple, at the very least, on my list. This is the earliest, so Doom is the earliest that I think we will possibly go with first-person shooters. Obviously, Id, prior to Doom, did uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. We should have found out, but I don't know what the first ever for, uh, FPS was, but I would, wouldn't put it past it being Wolfenstein. Yeah, I would money on like that, that as well. This is it's like an early version of of a three D of three D game. So you're mm-hmm. moving around in three D space in uh, in Doom. So it's breaking ground there. Did you find out what year it came out? Nineteen ninety three was I, when it first released. Yeah, I did a very limited amount of research this because I wanted it to be as very oh. as cold as possible. But yeah, nineteen ninety three is when this came out. Yes, and then it came out all over the place. So this is another one of everything. those games where it's on everything pretty much. And and in fact, to the point where if you're listening, you probably know that Doom literally is on everything. If any, if it can be helped, people will put up put Doom on it. So Doom has run on a scientific calculator. Doom has run on a microwave. Doom has run on a fridge. Doom has run on an oscilloscope. I think I'm making that last one up. I don't know for definite if that's if that's correct. Um, yeah, we're not going to quote you on that. Has it run on an MRI Please. scanner? Quite probably. Doom. How has it run on a microwave? Because I remembered, as you were saying that, I remember reading about that on the internet a couple of years ago or last year or whatever, and I don't understand. I think, so again, don't quote me on this, uh, but I think that the microwave and the fridge were like Internet of Things iterations of those products, uh, the microwave and the fridge. So they had like a smartness to them and they had maybe a screen built into it that right. then allowed them to port Doom to it. That um, makes Doom- a lot more sense because I'm imagining my microwave downstairs, which... I have no idea how it would run uh, any, yeah, on the any digital, games whatsoever. on the digital clock. Yeah, but they have put it on a on a scientific calculator. So when you think... Actually, you're right. Out, out of the three things you listed, that should have been the one I should have questioned the most, really, shouldn't it? Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, because they don't... They, at least they have a screen, you know, that yeah. they have some screen real estate to, to get a picture on, whereas a microwave and a fridge don't generally have that. But... It, to be honest, it's run on that many weird things. People have put it on that many weird things that it, it you could question any any of those in that list. So 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 it speaks of a certain openness. The the fact that it's been on all sorts of things, uh, they've they've ported it to all sorts of places. Unofficially, I hasten to add, this isn't id software going out and popping it on a calculator or anything. But um, they have officially popped it on lots and lots of things. So it's on iOS, it's on uh, the SNES, the PlayStation, the Nintendo 64. Uh, I think it's appeared, it's certainly available at the moment on Good Old Games and Steam. It's It's been available all sorts, all over the place. It's definitely on the Switch. And it's, it's definitely on the Switch, yeah. yeah. In fact, it did release because they were putting the new Doom yeah. on there, weren't they? The, the, uh, the new version of Doom. And it released in... Uh, prior to that in fact doom 64 is on there as well isn't it because mm-hmm. that released the same day so in terms of just you saying about people porting onto things that probably says a lot about the love that this game has which is again one of the reasons why i wanted to play it it's very well regarded yeah people were really attached to this um this game which makes me feel all the more bad that i think that i'm not going to enjoy it to be honest so why do you think you're not going to enjoy it Good question. Thank you for asking me <laughs> because I keep saying that and I, I'm not quantifying why. So it's the aesthetics of the game that I think turn me off mostly. So that, you know, like that uh, Quake Doom uh, sort of approach to first person shooters where it's um, grainy and grimy. Yeah. 
and yeah. gray that sort of um grimy hellscape and yeah. this is literally a hellscape that turns me off quite quite a lot and i don't like it you know like the overly macho mm-hmm. thing that games quite often fall into so again you come to duke nukem duke nukem's the other one so duke nukem quake and doom they seem to create this triumvirate of macho badassery that I think has Nukem, never appealed to me. Duke Nukem was somewhat tongue-in-cheek, though, wasn't it? Have you played a Duke Nukem game? No, I haven't, no. Oh, right, okay. Well, I've played a Duke Nukem game, and either they don't... I didn't like it. I, that's, I, I won't go any further into it. I just didn't like it. Whether their tongue was in their cheek or not, it wasn't for me. Right. You know, like Leisure Suit Larry, you could maybe draw a line between Duke Nukem and Leisure Suit Larry in terms of the what you might expect from them. In, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, does I that do. make sense? yeah, yeah. But whereas Leisure Suit Larry surprised me and made me go, oh, right, there's a little bit more to Leisure Suit Larry than Definitely. Uh, I was expecting, Duke Nukem went way under the bar that I'd set for it, and it was pretty low already. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing um, in a lot of ways. It's just him quipping all the time. Is that right? It's just doing- It's not just that. It's, yeah, and it's it, but it's like macho. It's like, I'm a bloke. It's blokiness, you know? And I think that Doom in my head, whether I'm right or wrong, is, is what we're going to find out, I guess. Doom in my head is part of that club of super macho, early first-person shooter games. Yeah, that's the feeling I've got from these games. I always assumed that there was some sort of link to, I mean, not an official link, but that there was some uh, relevance to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Sloan and Jean-Claude Van Damme, all that sort of like, yeah, I've come here to, what's that line from They Live? I've come here to kick ass and chew gum. I'm chew all out gum. of, yeah, all that. I, I, I thought it was all, all like that. Um, yeah, so They Live. I, you know, if Duke Nukem had taken a few leaves out of They Live's book, then it would have been better, but it didn't. We'll leave Duke Nukem to the side, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And I think that's, again, once more, quite an astute thing to pick up on. They, that's the impression that I am left with as well, that they they take a lot of inspiration from those 80s macho yeah, 80s uh, cheese. personas. Yes, yeah, 80s cheese. I was going to say, I, I don't know how seriously Doom takes itself. That's going to be an interesting thing to find out as well, whether it's whether it is actually... Whether it's the last action hero, which I know is shit, or whether it's um, Commando, you know? I quite like last that- action hero, personally, but, you know. Really? Okay, yeah. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I played Quake around at a friend's house, and I used to quite enjoy Quake, yep. but that was quite serious. I think Doom isn't as serious from what I remember seeing of it in screenshots. But I okay. might be wrong, because seeing a still image of a game with this you know, grotesque monster that's being fired at is may well be very different in reality yeah okay the thing is i know of the people that are involved in this as well people like john carmack and john romero uh certainly john romero seems like an all right chappy so i had to google because i was curious i was wondering is john romero related to george romero and what do you think the answer is i think no yeah they're not and i felt like a bit of an idiot for assuming that but always good to check these things no i think that's fine you're allowed to to assume something you did you did at least check. Um, that is also, if you remember, how the only way that we've actually spoken about John Romero, you brought Plants vs. Zombies, yep. and you were talking about George Romero, and then I automatically re- uh, changed it you did, yes. to John Romero by accident. And we was, it was talking about John Romero. You're like, what are you talking about John Romero for? That's the only time John Romero has actually come up in our, uh, in our podcast so far. There you go. Twice in a fortnight. Good going. We were talking a moment ago about 
how it's been ported everywhere and that it suggests a certain openness and actually um i don't know if you know because you said you didn't do too much looking into this into this game nope i don't know then if you know about their approach to releasing this game as shareware so id software is this yeah so they they made the game and released it as shareware they made the game, released it in 1993. It then came out again in 1995 on Windows as like a direct to Windows sort of a release as opposed to an MS-DOS release. And 95 was when it's rebranded as Ultimate Doom because it had a bit of extra content. Was it really? Yeah, and a bit of extra... Right, yeah, that's so interesting. Extra content right. and greater difficulty. So at some point, they also then, having released it as a commercial item, as, a, as something you can buy, they then released the source code as shareware so that people could create their own versions of Doom levels and uh, their own games, if you like, in the Doom engine that you could then use Doom, like the front end of Doom, to play. And that is a massive, massive thing. If you, yeah, it is. In terms of concept, in terms of concept, that's a massive, massive thing. But in terms of what it spawned, what it has uh, resulted in, there's just um, a swath, a huge array of things that you can download for Doom, levels that you can download for Doom, new like entire games that you can download for Doom or, or whatever. Like there are Simpsons um versions of doom and things like that i'm sure people were doing things like that around the time and even before but this is this is quite a big deal and what i i wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the reasons that it the game was so successful Mm. because it it sort of brought its community into the effort to create the game it's very generous of them just to make the game and yeah. then say, there you go, do do what you, you can with it, do what you want with it. It reminds me yeah. of Minecraft, where you've got mm. the basic thing there and then off you go, see what you can make. And some people, again, like you're saying about with Doom, some of the things people have made in Minecraft are absolutely astounding. Yeah, I, I think that it is very generous because obviously people, there were versions of this game or the shareware uh, version of this game of Doom that that were released and they'd they'd come packed with like 2000 levels all all different levels that people had made um so yeah it it gave the game a whole different feel and a whole different life i imagine than something that was just well this game is four chapters it was originally three chapters each with a certain number of levels for in each chapter um if it had been just that then it would be i'm sure people would still have enjoyed it but i think the fact that it then became this whole beer moth that became that that was whatever people wanted it to be i think that probably had a knock-on effect to its popularity and to its longevity as well Mm. people still play this now people people still enjoy the original doom and that is you know five or six games down the line people are still going back and playing doom getting together doing uh lamb parties or whatever Lamp parties they with the original. Yeah, well, I probably. I imagine you actually you've probably got a uh, a better solution for Doom these days than a lamp party. Yeah, you? You in fact, I know you have. You can... link together. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are actually lots of ways to play this game now. There are only a handful of um, sort of legit ways to get a copy of the original Doom, but because of the open source nature of the of the venture what it turned into yeah there have also been these uh sort of fan mods you know you know ages ago when we played transport tycoon oh, and we were yeah. actually playing transport tycoon deluxe yeah 
um, which is a ground-up re- rebuilding of the original game by fans. With all the well, Armenian train systems and Canadian yeah, folk songs that you can add into that, it. So that's what it reminds me of. Right. Um, it reminds me of, tra- of Transport Tycoon Deluxe and uh, the the uh, fervour that the fans show for, for that is similar here to the, such an extent that fa- uh, fans uh, have actually uh, created their own... Um, engines i think it would be i think i think that would be the right term for it that then allow you to run doom or doom mods um using those so one of them uh well several of them uh gz doom is one of them uh chocolate doom is another one uh quite popular ones and you can take the files yeah i don't know why it's called chocolate doom i wish i did (laughs) i mean that that name raises more questions than it answers for me but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can see why. I don't have any answers for you either, I'm oh. afraid. <laughs> so those things, Cheesy Doom and Chocolate Doom, they both allow you to take what what were called the WAD files, uh, which were the files that you would create to uh, to then import into the original Doom. If you've got access to those, you can then you uh, play those using Chocolate Doom or Cheesy Doom without having to have an original version of Doom. I mean, Chocolate Doom and Cheesy Doom, they would obviously work very well in a fridge, wouldn't they? Not cheesy doom. Oh, I should. That's because I've I've Americanized it. GZ GZ. Oh, giraffe giraffe zoo. Lou. I mean, the more words you say, the more lost I'm getting. We have wad files yeah. a minute ago, and now we've got well, that's GZ. Normal, isn't it? And, well, yeah, exactly. You can get the original doom. So if you want everything to be super smooth, super easy. Although saying that, chocolate doom, I think, is very very easy to use. But if you want the original experience. As it was, um, you can actually get Doom through Steam and you can get it through good old games. So, uh, yeah, they are options as well. So even with all that heritage, even with all that love behind it, you're still going to this feeling a bit mm, about it. Yes, because because of what it... It's because of what type of first-person shooter it is. Um, the So do you know anything about the story of this? Not in the slightest. No, right. So um, the... I seem to remember the screenshots where there's like these red demon things. Is that right? Yeah, like a ball demon or whatever, like Something a big old like fleshy that. ball. Um, the the story is that the US much, Army, I think... I might be looking in the mirror when I saw that, to be fair. Possibly, yeah. I, I do struggle getting through these sessions, having to sort of look you in the eyes uh, for, for an extended period. Um the the American right. So the story of Doom is this is a potted version, as far as I know it, which is not very well. So I'm <laughs> sure there are lots of people that will be listening, going, "He's got that wrong. He's got that wrong." That's fine. <laughs> please do let me know if I've got it wrong. If you've got a better version of it, please do pop it in uh, on our social media, on Facebook, or whatever, wherever you're seeing this. Uh, correct me where you like. Okay, but this is my version of the Doom story. So the U.S. Army might have been the a different army, but the U.S. Army, because it seems like them, they set up uh, some kind of military base on these two um, moons that orbit one of the planets. I can't remember which one. Uh, the The moons are called Phobos and Deimos, so that will give you a a clue uh, if if you're better at astronomy than I am. And they they created. I don't know why they did it because idiots. Uh, but they they created this portal thing that links the two bases on these two moons, right? Phobos and Deimos. And this portal 
didn't work properly and it opened up accidentally a portal to other worlds and one of the worlds was at the actual hell and demons started pouring out of the this portal that they ballsed up I mean, it's fairly standard fairly standard sci-fi fair isn't it so far they, they've done an well, experiment some it's extent, gone wrong yeah. also it's it's mars i just googled it it's mars right yeah. okay brilliant well, i mean that makes a lot of sense actually in terms of the art work is uh red planet style stuff isn't it so go. the the protagonist this protagonist the protagonist of doom is called doom guy oh, great uh no okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pick you up on that but uh, the protagonist is doom guy and he is a marine who to his credit um was um admonished and disciplined because he headbutted his commanding officer because he was made he was told that he had to fire on innocents innocent civilians and he refused to do it so he attacked his commanding officer and then he got arrested and he then gets sent in some like i mean i think it's set actually the original is set around 2020 somewhere around around now so we're doing better than that version of uh of reality well as Um, far as we're aware maybe this is happening it could be yeah it could be maybe they just kept it secret yeah exactly um they send him because he's a in their eyes a shitbag they send him and a troop of I other mean, marines the whole headbutting the his boss thing that's surely too much backstory it's unnecessary just have him go off and save the day the end they send him and a group of other marines to these moons having that the, have got all these demons pouring out uh the the other marines that aren't the doom guy they get taken over by the demons and turned into demons and he then has to kill all of the marines and the demons and find his way to the portal and close it down sounds horrible so that that's i mean in te- it doesn't actually sound um when i've actually re- retold it it doesn't sound quite as bad as i feel like it is but it's it's the whole aesthetic the, just the whole aesthetic turns me off i'm hoping to be proven wrong I'm hoping to feel a lot better about this game than um, than I do right now. It's just too, it's just too like macho, like balls to the wall. I'm a bloke. I was being quite down on you when you said through that and being a bit sarcastic, but I actually think that sounds pretty good. So I'm a bit more interested in this game now. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. good. So I I compare it to things like so two of the games that will be coming up on our on our podcast, um, Goldeneye, which is obviously the granddaddy uh, of great well this is probably the granddaddy isn't it possibly it's the oldest so yeah apart from maybe wolfenstein that may be the great granddaddy Mm. so goldeneye is the favorite son my favorite son anyway uh in terms of the fps's um if unless you count the jesus no the prodigal son's totally different but perfect dark if you count perfect dark then that is strong strong contender uh may probably actually better i probably had more fun playing perfect dark than i did uh, Goldeneye, and I'm not expecting it to compare very favourably to either of those games. So, well, I think that sounds like the perfect opportunity for us to fire it up and have a look for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Doom's a good game. Yeah, really is. It turns out. 
completely wrong. I should know that this is going to happen every time it every time we do one of these games, don't shouldn't I? Because I spent basically the first half moaning. Yep. About this, and I didn't think I was going to like it, and it turns out it's all right. There's a reason people like it. For w- would you believe it? During playing it, you couldn't stop raving about it. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well made. And not at all what I was expecting, really. So I compared it, didn't I, to... um, I said that there was a a trio of games that I think of, this Quake and Duke Nukem. I said Serious Sam at first, didn't I? But I meant Duke Nukem. Uh, And I think I've let Duke Nukem's nonsense colour my my view of what what this is or what what I thought it would be. It's infamy. Yeah. What it really is is just a really well-made, solid... Simple, straightforward, running around shooting demons, first-person shooter. Extremely playable and intuitive. Yeah. And I said to you, one of the things that I was really enjoying is that I was playing that game. I was focused on it. I was trying I was trying at it, and I was still having a conversation with you in the background. Mm. That was fair. Everything was fairly laid back. And when you compare it to the first-person shooters, the modern-day first-person shooter, where it's demanding your attention at every turn definitely and demanding there's an element of sensory overload i think to a lot of first person shooters these days and that's not there in this all you've got is it's like a stripped back version of a first person shooter or what you might expect from a first person shooter these days yeah definitely those two words i just mentioned playable and intuitive i just couldn't believe how initially we found the control system a little bit challenging to get to grips with because there's no y-axis you're just going left and right there's no up or down yeah and the strafing's a little bit of a pain at first yeah but then we were in it it took 10 minutes yeah exactly i was about to say 10 minutes yeah to to attune to the to the way it worked and the feel of it and at first like you say it was a bit like at first and i was saying oh no i'm not going to get used to this and then 10 minutes later i'm playing almost not an autopilot but yeah my fingers are doing the work and my fingers have got used to what they need to do yeah by about the third level i was navigating with absolute ease and i really mm. liked the fact that it didn't have that y-axis that you were just shooting left or right and looking left and right there was no having to factor in looking up or down as well because it just made it that much simpler to play there was certainly yeah so there was certainly less requirement to aim you were just lining up your reticule there wasn't a reticule was there but you were lining up your gun with the thing in front of you didn't matter if it was high or if it was in line it would automatically shoot whatever was lined up with your gun and the simplicity of that was part of what made it so digestible so playable and so relaxed Mm. so i never thought i'd be coming out of playing doom for the first time going that was really relaxing (laughs) it was it genuinely was what do you mean by relaxing so do you mean because it was so intuitive choose that word again i mean that it was the game was so easy going i just felt i've come out of that sort of cleansed (laughs) i don't want to sound too up my bum but um like a religious experience no it wasn't a religious no no not (laughs) quite that far but (sighs) I can't think of a way to say this that doesn't sound like ridiculous and like pompous and stupid, but it's like the game equivalent of having a massage. Like I didn't find any stress element to play in that game. All I found was relaxation and I was playing the game. It was easy to slip into. Yeah, it was just it was just easy going. Yeah. It was it was like so Doom is like easy listening music. Right. You know, it's <sighs> you keep looking at me like I'm like, not sure a, I agree with like that. a skeptic. No way. Because I don't want to label Doom in with easy listening music. I think 
well, the, the music, if, we, if we're going to go for music, the music in this game is great and it's more industrial than easy listening. Um, so I'm not yeah, really sure. Oh, I was... yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. But I wasn't talking about the music. I'm I trying know to, you were being I, metaphorical. I'm, I'm fumbling around for the right metaphor to describe what is so good about Doom and, and how it is. Because it is relaxing. Did you not find that it was a relaxing experience? I think it's simple. Is that maybe the word you're looking for? No, I'm not looking for simple. I think that simple is a reductive term for what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is it's a relaxing experience. It's like going for a massage. You don't come out of having played that game. Certainly, I played the first chapter uh, pretty much. And I, I mean, I did die at the end and it was a little bit sort of full on at the end. I died very quickly. But yeah. everything leading up to that first uh, several levels were just relaxing. I didn't feel any stress at all. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I said that game developers can use stress in positive or negative ways yeah well that comes into play here and comes into play with first person shooters often like oftentimes as i say certainly modern first person shooters they are designed to with with an element of sensory overload in mind i feel and you end up you're so bombarded literally bombarded with flashy explosions and loud noises and you're constantly being shot at (laughs) it becomes quite a harrowing experience if i can use that term and this wasn't that it just lacked all of that there were things to shoot and there were things shooting at you but at no point did i ever feel like i was being put through the ringer against an industrial base in mars with these mutant monsters firing fireballs at you and those yeah. Cause a green acid. Yeah, it was definitely not a harrowing experience. Oh, for God's sake. So what you tell me, you tell me what you felt about this game then, because you clearly don't agree no, with I d- what I'm saying. I do agree. Oh, here's, just... here, here is where you go, oh yeah, no, I do agree. I'm just winding you up. Yeah, exactly. You're more stressful than playing Doom. How about that? <laughs> Doing this podcast with you, more stressful than Doom. Do you agree? Like we were sat there, you were playing on your end, I was playing on my end, and I was enjoying the game, but maybe 10% of my brain was focused on the game and 90% of my brain was focused on on having a conversation, having a chat. Yeah, it was background, I guess. It was very... Yeah, you could... That's a perfect way to, to describe it. You, it, it sort of floated away into the background Hmm. and became it's the thing you were doing with your hands but your brain didn't necessarily it didn't demand too much of me no and that's not what you get from fps's these days even if fps is shortly after this yeah well i was going to say if we go back to last week's episode journey to the savage planet that was one where Hmm. because i was playing it and chatting to you at the same time i lost a lot of the content in that and i am going to have to restart the game because i want to pick on some of the bits of the scripts that i missed out on whereas this oh right okay this didn't have that it was so straightforward yeah so the lack so you do so having for the last six minutes pushed me to try and refine what i was saying you're basically saying that i am correct and that you agree with what i was saying yeah would you be a prick yeah you prick what a dickhead (laughs) i'm gonna find a different partner i am (laughs) not cool not cool um I can't think of another game. I can't think of a game... The way that we've been playing these, certainly since March this year, March 2020, when lockdown started for us, we've been doing these over the internet, and uh, we play separately now, and we tend to talk about the game as we go. But I can think quite a lot of the time if we're playing a game that is even moderately demanding there are periods of silence between us there weren't any periods of silence Mm. during this and we were talking about the game yes and what we thought about the game but then there was other elements to the to the conversation as well and i think that speaks volumes as Mm. to what this it felt like a game 
we could be playing together in the same room where we could be having a conversation and the playing the game is just yeah. the thing we're doing at the same time. Yeah. So I always used to make sure when I had friends that were allowed to come around to my house and that would appreciate this, I always used to make sure I had a copy of FIFA. I would always, for whatever console generation it was, I would make sure that I owned a copy of FIFA. Just, 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 just at least one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have people around. We can play a bit of FIFA, even though I hate football, and we can have a chat and it lets you, you can play the game and that occupies your hands and you also have mental space mm-hmm. to talk to each other. So for and, me, it was always racing games like Micro Machines or Micro Maniacs. Yeah. That was the, the thing I had for that purpose. Yeah, I'd find those a bit too demanding a lot really? of the time, I okay. think. With the exception of maybe Burnout, I quite like the zenness of Burnout, the fact that you can be going at 200 miles an hour down the yeah, road and yeah. crashing all over the place and that's part of the fun and whatnot but it's the last thing that i was expecting that kind yeah, of zenness yeah. from doom that's that's what that's the thing like i think it's the conditioning of what first person shooters are now i think it's having been conditioned over so long to expect certain things from a first person shooter to go back to what is for all intents and purposes the beginning of the genre and to experience something that actually is quite purely shoot the things in front of you yeah um and nothing else really it was refreshing like seriously deeply refreshing and and i said to you at one point makes me think and i I could be completely wrong makes me think that i wouldn't mind trying out the new iterations the doom Mm. the the new reboot of doom and the uh sequel doom eternal it's kind of put the taste in my mouth for those like i quite happily give them a go and i haven't said that about an fps for monkey's yes monkey's yes donkey's yes so i really liked the atmosphere straight away the first level you mm. were dumped in and the walls were like rusty and there was this really nice pattern on the floor, it was hexagonal tiles and it was mm. quite eerie and empty and then you walked into this room a bit further and then there was this mutilated blood corpse on the floor yeah, sounds really relaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> but it really was. It, yeah, it just it didn't let up. Like you, the next room you went into, you had this these enormous control panels, uh, trouble, enormous monitors up on the wall that had different planets on, so you knew the sort of yeah the ethos of it. It was. I, I thought every part of the game was just so well designed. Mm. It set its stall out very well from the beginning, uh, what to expect, and and it was sort of that. You said about the monitors with the planets on. It's we we've talked previously about um, sort of passive storytelling mm-hmm. um, in games, and that is that is that, isn't it's, it? It's a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's telling you where you are and and about the setting without explicitly sitting you down and going, well, right now you're on Phobos and you're going yeah. to fight through <laughs> to find the portal. Um, and I I really appreciate it when games do that. I think it's. Um, you need a deft hand to be able to do that effectively. And I think it did that in this game. And the atmosphere... At the same time, it was not weighed down with story whatsoever, was it? No, not at all. It was... It, the, no. Well, there wasn't any, was there? There is a story there. I, yeah, I outlined term, it in, in the first in, half, but... But in terms of the game ter- itself, there wasn't any told. Yeah, exactly. In like in, in the actual... And that could be a plus or a minus, depending on what sort of um, gamer you are. Certainly, True. I know that I tend to gravitate to something that tells a, a good story, and I appreciate something... I appreciate a game more if it's uh, uh, got some story in it. But sometimes can the plot get in the way of the gameplay, which I think this, if you had this big mythology yeah. behind it, that actually would d- detract from it. It's there. It's there for those that want it. It it doesn't have to... I don't really have any better conception of the plot now, having played it, than I did before. No, me neither. So, yeah, I 
I think it's there for those that want it. If you're just interested in shooting things, then shoot things. And the atmosphere also extended to some of the level designs itself. So each level had a very clear sense of self. And then it kept... Yeah, so it, this is, I think we disagree slightly on that, but carry on. And then it kept doing the thing that we like, which is where it pulls the rug out from under you and does little twists in the gameplay. So there was one, I think it was the third level where you go into a room and collect an item and then suddenly all the lights go off and they start flashing. So you yes. can see the enemies, but it's that um, strobe light It was sort of effect. strobing, yeah. 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 And that was brilliant. And then there was a, yeah. another level a bit later on where you get this item and then suddenly you get attacked and it's a, an invisible enemy and you can just see like a, mm. a silhouette sort of shape of it. A haze. And things like that were, were brilliant because it was constantly keeping on your toes i wasn't expecting it from it at all and that might have been me completely underestimating the game and what they were uh, going for with it because yeah i i just wasn't expecting it to do anything other than be fairly straightforward um and a bit gory and bloody which it uh, was so to have but not excessively. Yeah, no, it was, it was that. No, not I said no. I, and actually, that's not a that's not a negative for me. I don't mind a little bit of. I, well, I don't mind it. Plenty of blood and guts. I'm quite all right with that. You know, like Mortal Kombat's Michael Petit. I I don't mind it at all. Um, so it wouldn't have been a negative if it was that. But what I wasn't expecting was for it to to mix up gameplay in the way that it did and to to spring surprises on you sensible smart thinking thoughtful surprises not like sonic's uh hidden springs you know it's not that sort of surprise it's not a developer pitfall yeah. that where they're where they're trying where they're laughing at you it's a it's a genuinely thrilling moment in that in that level where the lights go off and you you Definitely. plunged into darkness and i just wasn't expecting it to be that smart i honestly wasn't i i totally underestimated the game so i said about disagreeing with you sort of halfway through that so i'll just pick up on that if that's okay mm -hmm. you said you were talking about how each level had its own distinct personality and whatnot yes and i think yes they did and i acknowledge its technical drawbacks its technical limitations probably that resulted in this but i think that the use like the overuse of textures like the same textures like you talked about the rusted wall rusted metal wall the fact that that was everywhere actually for me made the levels quite difficult to navigate at times and I felt quite lost in places and that was from level to level the identity felt the same um for the most part at the same time uh, one of the things that I said to you when we were playing was I quite like it if there were landmarks yeah um in this game like I'm getting I feel lost even when I'm not lost I feel lost was it the and fourth level they, where I got quite comprehensively lost and i was getting a little bit fed up at that point because it mm. just felt like i was wandering around aimlessly i i agree with what you're saying there that the levels were quite labyrinthine mm. and i think it was on purpose i think that was part of their design choice but it did to me sometimes like you say i was feeling a little bit frustrated because i felt like i was trying to get to grips with the space with the layout of the level and i just wasn't getting there and normally that's something that i'm very good mm. at with games it spoiled the pace of the levels yeah because i certainly on the last level that i played or the second to last level that i played i spent i think 10 minutes on that level and probably five minutes of that 10 minutes half of the time that i was playing was actually the last stretch of the game where i was looking for that last doorway to get out of the out of yeah. the level so yeah it certainly threw the pacing off in at points 
and it could do with a little bit more landmarking or texture differentiation for different areas or something but i I equally i I understand why that was and as you pointed out those textures did a lot to create a grungy feel to to the levels and to the world sorry rather than the levels to the world yeah linking on from world building i realized how your health wasn't shown as a generic health bar there's a little picture of Mm. of doom guy at the bottom and the more why haven't more games done that because you've gone from having because if this is the first fps and you've got that nice little animation of the doom guy in the middle of your hood at the bottom you get shot don't you and then his face starts to get bloodied and bruised and whatnot and as it gets as he gets more hurt his face gets more and more bloodied and bruised and then we've gone from that which is pretty unique and pretty cool to having just a, a standard generic health bar for the most part there was a health percentage as well because in the level Even that so. i got killed in my health was down to six percent and i was panicking but then you've got the picture of him showing that anyway so it kind of doubled mm. up unnecessarily but i i was focusing on the picture of him rather than the health percentage because it was a quicker easier visual representation of the level mm. of health and i completely agree with you why haven't more games done that well, yeah why have we gone to something so generic when we had something so unique to start off with in the first place can you think of any other games it. that have done that? I, I, there's one I have played and I can't quite remember which one it is. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else that does that now. Oh, that's going to bother me now. If it comes back to you, it comes back to you. Well, listeners, if maybe if you think of any games where they do that, <laughs> maybe you could uh, could post them to us on social media or whatever. Yeah, I'm, there, yeah. Is, there is one, but I can't think of it. So one of the things that we didn't experience, we probably could have if we'd spent a bit of time figuring it out, but this game was designed, I think, both around the the single player campaign, which we were playing, but also the multiplayer campaign. This game sort of started things off, started the ball rolling and started as they meant to go on, in fact, because obviously FPS is a massive in the multiplayer arena these days. And this is where it started to the point where actually the term deathmatch was coined for this game. Like that didn't exist prior to Doom. But obviously we didn't experience that. No. And obviously playing this as multiplayer back in the day would require having to have your lucky PC tower and your monitor and everything alongside another person's and then presumably having a load of cables, etc. Yeah, it was Not primarily, I think, LAN. Yeah, yeah LAN party style uh, rather than through the through the internet, which was only in its uh, very infant stages when this came out in 1993, at least for the public. I actually remember going to a summer fate at my primary school and one of the a classrooms mm. yeah like a summer fair type thing and one of the classrooms had been commandeered for a, a, one of the parents who was really into gaming and he'd put about four computers or something and it, they were running Quake which you know maybe not appropriate wow. for a primary school and it was <laughs> yeah like, but that'll have been it was this whole LAN thing where you could play against each other and I can remember just ah. going into that room and that it was it was like the coolest thing ever that you could play against people yeah. in the room and that was probably about 95 or something wow and yeah yeah, like I say, questionable game choice, but the experience of yeah. doing it is was pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It was something like, you know, you pay 20p for 10 minutes of playing it or something like that. Really? It's Summer Fate. It's, yeah. Where did he rustle up four computers oh, he was, in He was really into, into PC gaming. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a really nice little setup. Good stuff. Good on him. So, yeah, the multiplayer was quite a big deal. It is quite a big deal. I think the people that tend to play Doom 
the original Doom now are, are still well into the multiplayer. There's obviously also the custom maps and things that you can build as well, and I think you can use those in multiplayer. Right. And I'd be interested actually to know, and I should probably should have tried to find out whether the multiplayer would take place on the same maps that we were running around on, mm. and how that would make me feel about those maps. Because even as I was playing them, I was thinking this feels like it would be good if I was playing against other people. Well, that's what Goldeneye did, didn't it? That it had the yes. maps that you played through single player, then became the maps for multiplayer. Yeah, it would reorientate the way I think you would yeah, approach would. Uh, and the way that you'd feel about those maps because there were certain, I, I pointed it out to you actually, there were levels where you would run through a room yeah. and you'd see a place where you would come into that room previously but you couldn't access one route from the other route. And that labyrinthine element that was frustrating us at points actually would serve a purpose if it was in a multiplayer environment, if it was being used as a multiplayer environment. Yeah, there's one bit I'm thinking of in the about the fourth level where there was a room that had a balcony running along the side of it and then there was a bit that that's you looked exactly down the in. room that i'm is it? yeah like a yeah. bulwark yeah and i so completely agree that would have been a really effective map for multiplayer yeah there's another one later on where there were like two routes that went off left and right and a key was on either side but then later on in that level you had these bits where there were courtyards that had poison water in yep. that then had four doors going off in four different directions and i can just imagine how how effective that would be for a multiplayer game say eight people playing four people just descend into this room all at once from different directions and shooting at each other from left and right and forward and back it i think that the mayhem that the maps would afford would be really fun and i'd be camping in the corner because that's how i play multiplayer shooters i don't like a, would like you, a bad man yeah so do you think you would be doing that with this yeah because that's how i play them hmm that's interesting. I don't think that this game would reward static play at all. So you'd be more I think if you were playing win. multiplayer. Yeah, it's like yeah. Goldeneye. I don't think Goldeneye rewarded people for camping. In fact, camping I don't think existed as a concept really in no. Goldeneye. It was more about movement and keeping up some momentum, running through a room, making sure that you are unhittable because you're moving all the time. And I think that actually thinking about it, that feel from Goldeneye is probably a hangover from this because yeah they 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 kind of feel the same in that respect i'm trying to project myself into a multiplayer game of doom Mm. and then compare it to a multiplayer game of goldeneye and i think that they probably play quite similarly yeah i suspect so as well so you've mentioned the courtyard that leads us nicely into the secrets yeah which i found zero of (laughs) yeah so well i i had a a watch of a a let's play while you were finishing off because uh you did better at it than I did. And there was a phenomenal amount of things tucked away in just mm. the first level. One of the things that each level ended with, the end screen on the level, the secrets were actually listed on there. So you got a percentage based on how many secrets that you actually found in that level. Yeah. It was incentivizing you finding those secrets is what I'm yeah. trying to say in short. There were things like walls that were actually doors so you wouldn't know that it was a door unless you did if that makes sense because it, it had yeah. the same texture as the wall so it turned out which i don't always like to be no, honest i felt is maybe a bit tri- tricksy just for the sake of it but then at the same time again thinking in a multiplayer sense mm, the more yeah, you true. play the more you learn the level the better you'll get at it the more you'll be able to exploit those secrets and there's an element of one-upmanship escalation yeah exactly oh, I know this secret, but nobody yeah. else does, so I can exploit that and other people will wonder what's going on. Yeah, and definitely. then they might learn it. So then you have to find another way to get one over on them. I mean, this is all assuming that the maps in multiplayer are the maps assuming, single player. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just before we wrap up, I will just go through a potted history of id studios. So they actually created Wolfenstein 3D 
Quake and Doom, which I didn't realise. Yeah. They were acquired in June 2009 by Zenimax, who I'd never heard of, but you had. Mm. And then in September of this year, 2020, Zenimax has been acquired by Microsoft. So in a roundabout way, this company is now owned by Microsoft. It's not in a roundabout way. It's in a very straightforward way. And well, yeah, I guess so. People were... A little bit, well, people are a little bit like unsure how to feel some of them on the acquisition by Microsoft because it what it does is Zenimax own Bethesda as well. And Bethesda, I don't know exactly what the tier, what the structure is, but uh, Bethesda published Doom and possibly, I don't know whether Bethesda own it and Bethesda are owned by Zenimax or whatever, but whatever the setup is, you've now got a situation where the best of Bethesda's games, like Elder Scrolls, yeah. like fallout and so on and then all the other things that zenimax own like doom are all now potentially locked into the microsoft ecosystem so if you don't have an xbox then chances of you playing doom on a console in the future are significantly lower so people are a little bit unsure about how to feel at the same time the way that microsoft seemed to have been playing friendly with their rivals late of late certainly nintendo yeah they've been cozy with them haven't they they have yeah and and also microsoft seem to be well microsoft are openly taking this approach where the xbox ecosystem and the pc ecosystem are for all intents and purposes the same so if you have a first party studio develop a game for the xbox that means it's coming to the pc pretty much as a dead set so talking about things becoming increasingly more frustrating have you ever seen the doom film no so is that was it um who's the guy you bowl was it you bowl or uve is it i always call him you you bowl but i think now actually because it's uve rosenberg in the board game world isn't it so it's probably uve bowl who makes all the terrible no it's not directed by him oh, I, know, okay. I know who you mean no so this this film came Has out it got in... the rock in yeah, it has. I know of it, but I've never watched it for obvious reasons. Let's not knock The Rock. I think he's made no, no, some no. Pr- pretty good films. Oh, yeah, I like him as an actor. Yeah. I think he's a better actor than he was a wrestler. He was all right at that as well. So Yeah, I mean, Maui, uh, an amazing role. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honest- I Honestly, I wasn't knocking The Rock at all. I didn't say for obvious reasons because The Rock was in it. I said it because it was a very typical game. Generic game to- film to film conversion yeah. yeah the adaptation was less than well handled according to everyone in the world well it came out in 2005 and did not perform very well i seem to remember there's a bit in the film where it goes first person really that's interesting mm. what was that what? film that the first film to be fully that's first just person po- just pops into my mind as well because i've seen it and it was pretty good was it okay yeah. i heard that was terrible as well Hard- hardcore henry hardcore henry yeah it was so that was the first film to be shot entirely from first person. It was utterly, first person point of view, utterly bonkers. And towards the end, it was starting to make me feel a bit nauseous because it was so unrelenting. It was a bit like Crank in terms of it being just yeah really over the top and crazy. But yeah, that's all right. A direct to video sequel to the Doom film came out in October 2019, which I wasn't aware of. Oh, I didn't even know we had videos anymore. Yeah, well, it's maybe direct to video in inverted commas, maybe direct to Amazon Prime or. So Uve Ball wasn't involved at all? No, not with this one. Not okay. With this 
atrocity. So if you want to watch the film, presumably you can find it on Amazon Prime and whatnot. Might be on Netflix. I don't know. I'm not checking for you. You can check for yourself. If you want to play the game, I have already said it, but I'll reiterate now. You can get it on Good Old Games. The original version of it is available on Good Old Games. I'm pretty certain that it's available on Steam as well. And I think playing the game is the better option out of the two. Probably, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you can do both. If you if you like the game and you really want to push it to the limit, you can give the film a go as well. So, and I would recommend this. I, I would recommend it. And I know it's a bit gory, but it, the, the graphics make it so, so sedate that I think you could probably play this without any kind of age rating. There's no, there's nothing really stopping you from playing it with a younger kid. I don't personally think so. Yes. Well, I mean, there are bits where you get a chainsaw and then you can chop down creatures, which is making me feel a bit squeamish. I personally wouldn't sit and play that with my daughter, but that's a, that's a, a, a personal preference. No, there is that. The mere concept of chainsawing things is gruesome isn't yeah. it so maybe not i was gonna give it a for all the family rating but maybe not i mean i wouldn't go that far i think if the family's 15 plus then yeah go for it it's on the switch that's a family console <laughs> i don't that's quite how it works oh right okay i mean i'd recommend it if you want to play with your kids that's your choice but i'm not recommending that because chris says that i'm not allowed to so yeah i probably would have played it as the a child vo- the voice of reason over here to be honest, I knew somebody that had this game and we were in primary school when they had this game. So I was one of those things, is it like Mortal Kombat? Like, you know, there were people when I was in year six playing it. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say I was playing Mortal Kombat in like 97, which Great. made me nine or ten. But it gets the official this game where thumbs up regardless. Thanks for joining us today. I've enjoyed myself today. Uh, I don't usually spend time <laughs> with Chris is a pain in the ass, but wow. today's been all right because <laughs> of the game. If you've enjoyed spending a bit of time with us, then you can spend a little bit more time with us, not too much, by joining us on social media. So we've got a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of YouTube, and a little bit of Instagram. Although we we tend to be more or less active on each of those, depending on how we feel at the time. So yeah, hit us up on there. Join us. Join the community. And maybe we'll chat a little bit more. Yep. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.